0: and welcome to Real Pure Fetish Talks Real Pure Play. This week we are bringing on a friend of mine um, and yeah let's just get going and see how we go.
1: Hello hey. beautiful. How you doing? I'm very well and you? I'm all right, I'm all right. I join you from Manchester. Yes I was about to say how is sunny Manchester? Manchester is actually really sunny today. Really sunny, Really nice. Um, I haven't seen the sun in a long time. Neither have I. Where where, where was this summer we, we were we didn't go. We no, didn't go no. uh, we... I, I, I... Two days? Two days yeah, of summer?
0: Yeah, and literally the days that were good here, I went home to Denmark and their sun went away when I was there, so I, I haven't seen any of it.
1: It's the pounders. It's the pounders. Uh, We both are played by the pounders.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We're not going to put any filters on the um, filters out white faces. We can't. We'll just start with the four standard questions and then we'll just see where we go from there. Okay. Uh, What do you prefer? Call you names, pronouns and title.
1: Oh, I prefer he, him and title i respond to anything i'm one of seven kids so even as a kid i've just responded to hey you um so that's that one over there that one over there you cool cool um tell me a little bit about yourself okay so i'm 39 uh legitimate 39 um i am originally from slough which is known for the office uh, it's not a particularly great part of the country, but it's okay. And I came out at 28, so I came out pretty late in the kind of modern world's kind of sense. On Instagram you see kinksters just just coming out at 17, 18, even before that, and you see them in, in kink. So yeah, I, I've been on the scene pretty much immediately after I came out um, because I was waiting for a long time. So, yeah, I've been very lucky from the people I've met and the places I've been and so on and so forth. Fantastic. And uh, completely sober, clear-headed or social drinker? Social drinker. Social drinker. Um, When I was younger, I never really was one of the kids to go down the park and and drink and things like that. Uh, I started actually drinking very late. And I think because when I came out late, I was very nervous. So I used to drink quite a bit, as you know, Um, but... So did I. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm very much a social drinker. I don't drink because of my nerves. I don't drink because of my anxiety. Um, I very much control it now. Fantastic. Fantastic. And... What is clear play to you and why is it important? Clear play to me is important because I will be honest, I've got myself into some very tricky situations in the past and I haven't been in control. And very specifically on the kink kink scene, control is, is is a word that kind of permeates the culture. And to play safe, and to have those connections which are safe. And I am a sub, so it's when you're putting your trust into another, but also as well, it's not just for the top or the dom, but it's being responsible to yourself and not agreeing to do things or put yourself in situations you shouldn't. There's that permeating kind of expression of, oh, I wanna push your limits. I wanna push your limits. What are your limits? What do you do? What do you want to do? And when you're under the influence, that very much goes away. And I've, yeah, I've been punished for it very much. So my mental health, my physical health. So, yeah, it's very much about safety, not just your safety, but those around you as well yeah it's
0: it's it's we've mentioned this on several episodes it's all about consent it's a Mm -hmm. it's about being not putting yourself in in stupid situations with someone you not quite in control or Mm. um i'm 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 just gonna address it now i've been one of those persons towards you Mm. in the past um, and it's just one of those things. And it's, it's not something I'm proud of, and it's something we've talked about before where yeah. I've either been too high or too drunk and not known what I would be doing. And yeah. I've treated you quite horribly in the past because of this. And it's, and it's just a good example of why you should not, at, at least certain types of play is not good in a club
1: Absolutely not. No, and yeah, you're right. We've spoken about this and we're fine. And I think that lesson that we both learned was about well, am I trying to catch up to others? You know, Mm -hmm. if I see others, you know, because I've always, with my mental health, I'm always thinking, should I be doing what they're doing? Should I be trying to be what they are? Um, And it very much comes to self-identity, really, because for me, I use play as as escapism. I have a very stressful job. I am always worried at all given times. So when I play, I want to escape. But then when you're in those club situations, it's kind of, you not only realise that you're putting out this energy, but others are picking up on it as well. Yeah. So for the good people, the good people are kind of like, hey, calm down, what are you doing? Um, Or get out, basically. Um and yeah we've we've rescued each other a couple of times so yeah absolutely
0: no problem It's 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 such a weird thing especially when we're talking about mental health you you talk about you're a big advocate about talking about mental health especially in the kink scene mm. and it's so important especially when we talk about master and dom and sub and slave because mm. it, it there is such a big portion of, of mind games in that which yeah. As, as a sub, I do like mind games, but I yeah. also know I need to protect my own mental health around it. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be well, someone I trust and I know they know what they're doing. And I have in the past put myself in a, in a situation with a Dom with a, um, a Top where it's left me feeling shitty for like four days afterwards. And that's not the yeah. point of it.
1: Yeah, I was with some doms because I really wanted to play with them and they've had a reputation of being quite extreme. And certain scenes that they've liked to do and going into it, I was like, oh, God. Um, And I'll be honest, I couldn't handle this. What did I do? I either took drugs or I drank copiously um, to do it. It's always predominantly with me, it's always been really more alcohol than Mm. anything because i am on uh citalopram. that's the drug i'm on and it doesn't react well to alcohol but also as well i have the extra complexity which is as you know and others <laughs> online won't is i have a lot of pre-existing medical conditions as well so how these drugs all mixed together that i'm on prescription yeah it was just really really bad ideas really bad
0: it's 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 such a weird thing because before I became sober um, I didn't think myself as being someone with mental health issues Mm -hmm. Um, it's only really something I put a name on in sobriety Mm -hmm. and it was actually my ex-partner that kind of pointed out to me it's like you obsessing over a text message for two weeks is not normal (laughs) you need to let that go and you might need to get on some medication yeah and i was on i was on search lane for three 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 years just I on remember.
1: Three years. remember when you went out
0: yeah yeah and you know what it was a godsend it, it was it, it it helped me at no end it, it's i would i will also say it helped in the way because my drug use was connected to my sex drive so my sex drive went away so my urge to take drugs went away so yeah it, it It actually chemically just took my urge away from doing anything. And there was definitely periods where I fucking hated it. Mm. Well, I couldn't feel it. Um, I couldn't feel anything. That was my problem. Um, I'm now uh, completely off. I've been off searching for a year now. Um, And that comes with its own challenges as well. Because my anxiety and my low moods have not gone away. They're and an extent where I can manage them now. I know my own mind. I know what works for me and what I can't do and Mm. what I need to be looking out after, uh, looking for when my brain does certain things. Sometimes it's just Mm. picking up the phones and talking some of the crazy shit out of my head. Mm. That normally fixes it. But sometimes I just spend a
1: day in bed and that's also okay. Oh, it's absolutely okay to spend the day in bed. I spent the day in bed today, before, before today. The reason why is because I've just moved. So it's the stress of moving city. But then coming on here even, it's oh, yeah. you know, getting ready uh, to do it. And that's why, you know, when we spoke, it's like, you like watch the previous interviews. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because... You're going to comp- be comparing. I'm going to compare. And mm. that is one of my biggest triggers in mental health, and that's kind of the thing as well, like you mentioned about expectations. You know, as a sub, I think there's less expectations on me than there is on someone acting as a dom. Mm. Because with mental health, and specifically toxic masculinity, there's always that thing, you know, big boys don't cry. Boys don't feel vulnerable. You know, you've got to be stoic at all times you know sorry I, I don't
0: i don't roll your eyes at you i'm rolling your eyes at the statements you're just saying there I and mean, they, they annoy me yeah. to death i'm i am a big promoter of talking about my mental health and the mm-hmm. whole notion of boys don't cry it's so Ridiculous. outdated it,
1: no mm-hmm. exactly it's it's outdated because there's different how it affects the community and the roles changes drastically so mm-hmm. so you have your stereotypical top you know your dominant master type you know but the bad tops and the bad masters don't know that after a very intense place ses- session they need to look after their sub mm-hmm. they need to make sure they're okay they need to be checking their health at all times mm-hmm. and when it's been quite an intense scene you know let's say for example breathe play. For example, a lot of people aren't into it. I personally am. But it's that looking after afterwards. But then as a sub, you are equally as responsible to make sure that if you are not enjoying something, if you are being pushed to truly beyond your limit, that's when safe words are important. And if the top does not respond, you stop immediately. And I didn't. That was the problem. I'm like, okay, well, this is what... I'm supposed to do, you know, as a sub, this is, you know, this is how I'm supposed to react, and it doesn't. But then you have other parts of the community, so for example, the pup community, which has exploded quite a bit over the last, I'd say 10 years, um, but even now, large publications are doing articles about it, the fact that it's not necessarily sexual, it is an escapism, and there was an interview, I think it was Men's Health, quite recently, where they said, you know, for for some pups, it's about release, it's about transformation, it's about putting your life to the side. And that's what I identify with, you know. I will try anything, absolutely, but I don't identify in any subcategory. You know, I'll do pup play, I'll do, you know, slave, I'll do game, drone is very fashionable right now. Um, because of all the kind of pieces coming out of uh, Singapore and uh, all the rubber men coming out in, in Asia, which is amazing, you know, that the Asian community now is more being accepted mm. uh, and, and selling those trends. So when you go out now and you see all these different types of kingsters, it's, well, don't assume because they're in a certain role that you can A, treat them in a certain way, or B, that you have to be the same as them. Not at all. You know, it's it's about acceptance. And that's when you don't accept yourself. That's when drugs come into play. That's when alcohol comes into play. It's very easy to fall in those traps. Why? Because they distract you. They turn that little bit of your brain off, which is saying, oh, do they like me? Are they attracted to me? Can I do what they want? can they do to me that are what I want? It doesn't matter, it, it it really doesn't. And it took me years. I'm 39, it took me years to realize that.
0: Yeah, there's a part of me, and I I don't necessarily regret my 20s, but there is one part I would have liked to have known in my 20s was the notion <laughs> of, if I'm not having a good time, I can just go home and yep. not just drink or do more lines and and just push through. I spent years doing that, and I've, spent, yeah. I've now spent years unpicking that um, mm. and actually being okay with, actually, I want to go to this party, and then I get to the day, and my head is not there, and I was just like, okay, I can't go. It's not going to work. Yeah. And just being okay with
1: that, that that happens. Sometimes yeah, you have a bad mental health day. And it's about those people as well, how they react to it. Because you get it you, you always want to be you don't want to be judged no. you you know you don't want to be seen as the crazy one you know and years oh, ago, a bit crazy yeah years ago when I was first out on the scene and stuff I had the reputation for messaging everyone on recon but then never playing and the reason why was because I was terrified mm. you know but I can't tell people that you know but I can, you can, you can tell yeah. if you can't do something and you don't want to do something, that's perfectly fine. Then it's the reaction, mm-hmm. how people react to it. If someone says, oh, you're just wasting my time. I'm like, Well, no, I'm having a bad mental health day.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. it.
1: You, know, you, if, you
0: should never be
1: feel forced into having sex with someone at all. No, absolutely not. And, and that's why you fall into really dangerous territory. Um, not only for for yourself, but also as well, how people perceive you and what you're doing is if you are if there is people out there that respect you or look up to you. I'm not saying I do, but just hypothetically. they we're saying, saying, oh, if they're doing that, that's okay. Yeah, you know, they are big on Instagram, they are big on Twitter. If they are doing this sort of play. That's great. Oh, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm going to have to get drunk or high to do that. No, if if you need to do that, it's not for you. It's really not. It's, 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 I've had this discussion.
0: I, I posted a video on my Instagram where I talk mm-hmm. about um, the fact that I don't send nudes on Grinder and Scruff. And it Never. just, feels, it just feels like something I would, use, I would have done when I was not sober and I've just made a conscious decision. I'm not saying I haven't done it in the last four years. Of course I have, but Mm -hmm. I try not to because it just feels a bit icky to me. And also I'm a massive gear head. I'm not about Mm -hmm. showing my junk or my ass. Mm -hmm. I'm about showing
1: what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. And that that is my
0: version of a nude picture in a way.
1: Yeah, I never play naked ever. Gear stays on. Uh, why? Cause I am a fetishist. Uh, that is part of my personality. Um, that is part of my sex drive. But, um, when it comes to, yeah, the whole send and send nudes, send dick pics. No. Um, what's the, what's the point? Mm. Because, you know, that's why with any online platform, when, uh, even on Twitter, Instagram, you're getting all these long lists where it's like, I like this, 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 and this. It's pretty much become a shopping list. Yeah. And if you can't do one, then it's a no-go for you. You know, for example, I'm not into feet. Not into feet at all. People go on town on my feet. I don't mind. I just sit there. You know, you go to town. You enjoy yourself. You know? <laughs> but me? No. But I do everything else on the list. But because see, it's not see bad. funny enough,
0: when it can't comes to feet... All when it comes to feet, I'm slightly indifferent. If the guy gets off on me licking his feet, I can do it. It's, yeah. But I get off on the fact that he's getting off on it.
1: Exactly, because you're a responsible and an empathical player, you yeah. know? That's why, you know, when you go to, for example, a top's house, and they're like, okay, and you agree what they're into and what you're not into. Mm. And so, for example, I like fully, I like full coverage, like, mm the stereotypical drone look, that's what I like, that's what I'm really into. Um Why? I'll be very honest, Spider-Man comics. You know, Venom, the whole kind of black liquid kind of mm-hmm. covered sort of thing. It really well, Venom is crazy. my
0: favorite. It's actually the biggest
1: turn on of the whole symbiote thing. Of- it's sexy, it's, it's yeah. really cool. It really is sexy. But I know certain tops I've played with, where they're just like, I'm not into that. I need to see your face.
0: Mm.
1: It's, I need to see your face. I need to see how you react. I need to see how you sound, but also as well, your breathing, which is like, fair enough. That's cool, <laughs> is that breathing important? is important. I, I don't know. Breathing's important, you know. <laughs> um,
0: yes, we're not saying that breathing's not important in play for anyone watching. Yes, it is important.
1: Very important, very important. And that's the whole thing. When, when you're, you're talking to people, you know, vulnerability is not, it should never be seen as, as a weakness. No. Um, asking questions at the top saying, oh, I don't wanna do this. Or if very importantly, if you're a sub and you're playing with Dom who is high, you are really putting yourself in a very, very dangerous situation, specifically if you're tied up. Yeah. Because if they OD, you know, which can happen, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in problems. You're going to be in really big problems, big trouble. And then you end up having a panic attack, which, yeah, which has happened to me. You know, I've had a Dom staggling and staggering around. I had a full-blown panic attack because I didn't know what to do because I shouldn't have put myself in that situation. Yeah, you live and learn when it comes to stuff like this. But, yeah, it would have been
0: nice if someone told, told us not to do stuff like that. Yeah, it's 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 such a important thing. Is when someone is in control of you, they need to be in control of themselves.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Because you're essentially using yourself as an extension mm. to them, and you know, well, bratty subs don't, you know, but a good respectful sub, you know, I've had my times. So don't get me wrong. Whereas I do this, I'm like, no, nah, that's not you. A I'm brat? Right. No. I'm just like you do that. I'm, like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, but overall, when you're in that situation, if they're like, okay, you, you know, even poppers, for example, mm-hmm. I have really low blood pressure, so even with like a hit of poppers, I have to be really, really explicit to the to the top where it's like, if we're going to do some gas masks, which are hot, I love gas masks. You know, if we're going to be doing that. You're you're really gonna have to. We're gonna have to do a hand signal, you know, because cause we can't do that.
0: Yeah, it's 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 an odd one with brief breath play because I'm I'm an asthmatic as well, but I also get um, yeah. But it's, it's just messed, messed up. up. It, it it is messed up. But yeah, we, it's what it is. It, we don't know what makes our brain tick, mm-hmm. uh, and we just get off on the stuff we get off on. Um, it's it's. You just have to kind of go with it. But yeah, with breath play, you really need to know what you're doing. And it's not oh, just, just not something you just
1: do off the cusp with someone you've just met off a dating app. Oh, God, no. And, you know, even like as an asthmatic myself, you know, you've got some guys going, you know, oh, we'll do some boot play and we'll do it for a couple of minutes. I'm like, are you crazy? 30 seconds. And I'm probably done. <laughs> you know? Um Because weirdly, I can't breathe through my mahuset nose, you know, it just hangs my septum rim. That's pretty much all it does. (laughs) I breathe through my mouth. Um, So again, um, certain acts, I have to be, you know, really careful. Um, But then again, it's about the assumption. It's about being, people can't guess what you're thinking. People can't guess what you're going through. For example, you know, and you know me. I the, there's a T-shirt which I would love to get, which is like he came, he saw, he left. You know, <laughs> yeah, I recognise that. Where where I've spent a good hour getting ready, as a good sub, and you all know what I'm talking about. And I've turned up, and I'm like, that's no, way too busy, way too busy. No, See, that really? was me last uh, last level social here in London.
0: I went for four <laughs> yeah. o'clock. Got to round six. It was not busy when I arrived, which was my point of arriving so early, was because mm. I do not want to walk into a busy room. And then yeah. round six, it got really, really busy, and I was just kind of stuck in a cor- corner. And mm. I was like, I'm not enjoying this at all. It's it's a combination of being nervous about COVID, of course. Mm but it, it's also the fact that i haven't really interacted socially in that capacity for it's a practice. year and a half you have to
1: get into practice again
0: yeah and and yeah. i was still kind of learning to be social without drink when covid happened and all mm. of a sudden i i don't feel like i've been set back but i'm out of practice
1: yeah oh 100% yeah um that's why you know before uh, COVID happened, um, I was on a date, a non-kink related date, and I was roofed basically. And it was outside the kink community, but it still happened, mm. and I had no control. And then COVID hit. So it's like, oh God. So I'm now internalising all these things that is in my head. But then I'm like, I have to practice being social again. I can't, mm-hmm. My usual practice was work. That was my usual practice. Yeah. In the sense of you're at work, you're being really social. You've got your work face on. You can't even use that to, to, to practice things. And then you're going in social situations. Like for example, I went to the Eagle in in manchester which is a fantastic bar and it's the first time i've been to a bar in about two and a half years two and a half years it's wild so again all these you see all these people on twitter and instagram people going to Folsom. you know i got fomo but then i know if i was there Mm. i wouldn't have been able to cope with that not a million years too many people, too many people buzzing around. I always like to go to events but be at the side. Yeah. So I can, because I smoke, that's my primary vice. Um, so tops and things like that who are into smoke play, yeah, no problem. <laughs> even though, again, so I'm not a
0: disclaimer any tops
1: watching, YouTube even out. though I'm asthmatic as well, which again doesn't make sense.
0: I'm here um, to judge I used to inject crystals so I can't judge
1: yeah yeah well I've, I've done pretty much every, every drug there is to, to try it and why? because I'm curious I'm curious to see how it reacts with my brain chemistry mm. and because I'm bipolar too, I suffer with depression very very easily uh, and it's something I've had to learn to accept and every day I get up and it's almost kind of like an MOT as soon as you wake up. It's like out of one to ten, how do I feel today? Yeah. I'm out of five. Okay, I'm a bit wobbly, but that's fine. And then every single little thing you do is fine. If you can't do something, that is fine. Mm. If somebody is doing something on Instagram, on Twitter, or gone somewhere, even your colleagues, your friends, doesn't matter. And I really used to judge myself against other people, you know, who I'm friends with, who I see online. I used to compare myself and they're always like, don't compare yourself to me. I've got my own dramas that I'm going through and it's like, I never knew. It's like, cause you didn't ask. It's like, yeah, and that's the problem. Just ask. It's like, hey, how are you doing? But that's a really English expression. Hey, how are you, you know? When I, when if, we, you go, if
0: you got the real answer, most people will go,
1: huh? Like, huh? How do yeah, I it react? It freaks out Americans that? a lot. It freaks out Americans a lot because hey, how are you doing? Is 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 you know very much a greeting. And when the first time I went to America, somebody said to me, "I'm like hi, I'm here. I'm having really good day. it was really good." They didn't expect to reply. Who expect to reply at all? Um, so again, it's just be honest with yourself. And be honest with those around you, because, again, something my, my therapist told me, and actually my brother told me, was other people don't know the rules to the game you're playing. If, for example, you are even texting, you know, I take ages to reply. I really do. it terrible. Why? Because my job, nine to five, is... Responding to everything continuously immediately. Mm -hmm. When I am outside of work, I'm exhausted. So I want to basically turn off and go into my normal flow of things. But unless I don't tell people that, they're thinking I'm being a dick, quite honestly. (laughs) Or if I'm having a bad day, they're like, why are you behaving this way? Why are you being monosyllabic? They don't know. You know, I use um, text and all of those sort of tools. I use them as conversational.
0: Mm.
1: So I will reply and just keep the conversation going. Mm. But again, there is that rule, you know, is we are all have our own game, you know, and game is a really hard word and a harsh word to use. But it's true, we do. We all have our own rules, the way we work, the way we think, the way we talk the way we expect people to react, and that's the horrible one, and that's really powerful in the community, is I expect person X to respond as I would respond. No, they respond the way you they respond. Well, we, we can't control we, it.
0: We kind of have the, the new problem with a lot, especially here on Instagram, is we have a whole group of people we follow, and we kind of get a stream of pictures and events they do, and all of a sudden you have this sense of you know them. But you don't. You're not them. You don't talk to them on a daily basis. But when you meet them or when you interact with them, you're kind of halfly expecting them to react like they were your friend. And Mm -hmm. and I even fall into that trap. But I also fall into the other category when I meet them. I'm slightly and then not because they're famous, but I get starstruck because this is the person I follow online. And it's like they only have like two thousand followers. Calm the fuck down. (laughs) It's just a person like anyone else. But the
1: whole follower thing is bullshit. Yeah. You know, when when I've been at a place, a club, and somebody's like, I have five thousand followers, and I'm like, I'll be honest, I don't really care because cats out there have followers of a thousand of a million. (laughs) A cat has a following of a million. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, if if you judge yourself by a number of followers you have, um and you're not making money out of it, doesn't matter. If you're making money out of it, yeah, absolutely, because it's your livelihood, and I get Mm. that. But if it's just like, oh, I have 5,000 followers, and and this is the real thing for mental health and drug and alcohol that worries me, is that during lockdown, there are a lot of people coming onto the kink scene, getting in horrific amounts of debt, buying every piece of gear they can find, getting a ring light, getting a backdrop, taking loads of photos, getting following. These people are gonna have to go to events now and they're gonna get themselves in some really tricky situations. They're either gonna feel that they have to behave a certain way or react a certain way. And because of that image that they projected online, Hmm. Like you say, it's not real. None of it is real. No. So now they're going to potentially be either drinking because of anxiety or Ging themselves. You know, again, irony who I'm talking to, but Dutch courage. Um, I'm not Dutch. (laughs) I know you're not. (laughs) You cunt. I know. Um, This is
0: an ongoing joke in my course as well.
1: I know. Um, But, you know, north people courage um, where you you know you you have a drink to get your your anxiety under control and so on and so forth well that can spiral considerably but then as well it's that expectation on everyone else and that's when you get other people who end up getting eating disorders like bulimia and anorexia they are diseases like alcoholism is a disease and you end up perpetuating because of this one core thing, which is perception and your understanding of yourself. And you will never understand yourself, ever. Why? Because if you always did, psychologists would never make any money (laughs) Um, because you're continuously changing. When you see something new or read something new, experience changes your, your brain chemistry. So as well as that, depression and chemicals, you know, for example, telegram, it changes my brain chemistry. That's all it is. It's yeah. just helping my brain give it the chemicals it doesn't do. That's That's the only thing it's doing. But the stigma around those chemicals is still there, which is really, really interesting because... I've been on a date with a kink guy and he got out his, um, his HIV medication. He's like, oh, I forgot to take my meds. I'm like, cool, fine, no problem.
0: That's I'm like, the oh, should, be.
1: That- should be. But then I said, oh, that actually reminds me, I haven't taken, I'm jokingly, because I called them this, I like, I haven't taken my crazy pills. Um, I need to take them certain times a day. And he freaked out. He's oh. like, what's that? And he's, I'm like, well, it's just talk around." He's like, what does that do? Is that like something to do with, with HIV? I'm like, no, it's for my bipolar. And he's like, oh, so you have problems then. And I'm like, really? That's weird. Um, so with everything on the community, you know, if someone has to say something because of their status, or status, excuse me, doesn't matter. If someone has to, chooses to take PrEP, doesn't matter. Someone takes medication because of their mental health, doesn't matter. It's not your business. Mm. It's their business. What is your business is how you react. And how you react should be not as an arsehole. Yeah. You know, my brother taught me as a young age, he's like, if everybody followed the instructions of when I wake up or do anything, say, am I being a cunt right now? If you're not being a cunt, you're being okay just follow those rules yeah it doesn't matter about the ten commandments no just don't be a cunt yeah don't be a dick don't be a cunt don't don't Mm -hmm.
0: whatever really it's it's if this one thing that's come out of covid is all of a sudden you've realized how many dicks there are in the world and how many cunts Mm -hmm. there are in the world Mm -hmm. it's just mind-boggling um it's it's you mentioned earlier about pot play and how that mm-hmm. can help in mental health. It's funny because I ha- I actually have a friend and he's one of the previous episodes where we talked mm-hmm. about pot play helping him with addictions and mm-hmm. and also mental health because it's it's mm-hmm. a space and mm-hmm. and that's why we see a lot of pot play where it a lot of people suffer with social anxiety and and, mm-hmm. and depression and some some people are even on the um, at the spectrum of Asperger's and it just it, because you get yourself into a headspace mm. it's a lot easier to relate
1: to the world yeah absolutely that's why you know with with pup play specifically and mm. the stereotypical um pup being between the ages of 18 and 25 that's the stereotype it really is Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people myself included when i first started discovering it i was oh it's just introduction to kink well
0: when i started in kink that was sports gear and now Mm -hmm. it's all of a sudden if if you don't have a pub hood and a harness you're not that's that's kind of the starter pack uh which is fine Mm -hmm. i'm not out of kink shame and so on and we all have to start somewhere Mm -hmm. It's just weird when you've seen the development, and also when you see fashions in fa- in, in fetish as well. Well, yeah, I, 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 I did. It was I did awesome, pop play. I did pop play before it was cool. I remember. <laughs> everyone's like, "That's so weird," and I was like, oh, "I okay. And now everyone's fucking doing it, and I'm just like, "Now mm-hmm. I can't be bothered."
1: Now well, I'm yeah, bad. and I've spent a fortune on pop play stuff, you know. All the pubs are like, "Oh my <laughs> god, you've got an original," you know black style puphood, they're really hard to come by yeah, yeah. so oh do you wear it often i'm like no they're like, oh you're not into pop it's like no because i have a huge fucking head and maybe the i'm not screen is big enough i'm not sure not like that it's yeah. it's too tight um but now it because it being it is quite an introduction to the scene but why should you be dismissive of that why it's it's a different thing it's a different set of tastes and also as well I have seen the benefit it it gives a lot of young people on the scene and you gotta remember that the world now is completely different to when we first started and also as well that young the younger generation has a lot more to worry about you mean like an arid dust ball in fifty years yeah they have way more things to worry about yeah. the job market is group, um you know global warming, so on and so forth, as well as that, they are the generation that grew up on the internet, yeah so they know the internet more than anyone, so they know about the anxieties that come with perceptions, you know online fame through Instagram, YouTube, the, yeah. the whole sense of self and projection online, about personality projection online. God, no, no wonder why you want to escape in a different headspace. Why? It's no harm, it's actually adorable. I relate to it considerably, which is wanting to turn the self off. You know, that's why, you know, for example, when Libidex has their sales, and I go in, and I'm a size large in rubber, XL, depending, because I'm tall, because I'm 6'4". Yeah. Um, mm. It's all gone. And the reason why is because, and the, Libidex is always very open, I suppose, but predominantly their pre-sales are done with the straight, well, essentially the banker lot, the straight community comes in. Yeah. Because you've got those rich bankers that, want to escape their jobs, change their headspace with a mistress. And that's been the way since time Memorial, powerful men using mistresses, powerful women, which is amazing, but it's a different headspace. they're using a new headspace, a different release. Popplate is the exact same logic. It's a different headspace. It's a different release what you can then fall into, the trap, is drugs and alcohol. They're the ones that are continuously floating around, orbiting at all times, going, well, if you do this, you can fuck for hours on end. If you do this, you won't feel anything what people are doing to you, you know? So, you know, why don't you try G? Why don't you do, you know, K? Why don't you do, because meth, you know, then all these things start start probing into because it's that it's that fantasy is you can go deeper into that up, subspace if you do this. No, not at all. Not at all. The brain is the most powerful thing. It you, the sense of imagination is powerful. That's what I love about the King community. Because while I think I've seen it all, it's always like, no you got me there. i didn't well think then that you, was you're, a
0: thing. St- you're standing in a bar and someone walks past and everyone's like so i didn't think, think that, was a thing. that but yeah it's, a thing it's, it's, it's great i i continues get surprised yeah um, and, that, and and of course we all have a like an instinct reaction to something that's new but i mm-hmm. um, i was just like they're doing their own thing and what they really want to do. I'm now seeing a lot of, um, at least on my Twitter, it keeps popping up. A lot of like diaper play and, and kind of became mm. pretending to be a baby. That's
1: blown up over lockdown. It's It yeah.
0: started blowing up quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I've, it's yeah, popping up is. on my Twitter constantly. Mm-hmm. I It's not my thing. Not um, my thing. But I get the, the headspace. It's a little bit like pop play.
1: It's it's an escape, release. escape. So release as long as it's consensual. Yeah, of course. As long as you are safe, and as long as you are not hurting anyone, specifically yourself mm. or anyone vulnerable or anything illegal. It's up to you. Don't care. Yeah. You know, if you want to dress up as a giant donut and start wanking over yourself, I don't, I don't care.
0: <laughs> I did have I did have a guy a couple of weeks back that wanted to eat donuts off my dick. Um, not my thing,
1: but I, um, nuts.
0: I, I. I, it's not my thing, but um, <laughs> it was nice to have the request. Um, yeah, I would rather just eat the donut. To be honest, than have. Yeah, who wouldn't? On, on my willow. Well, but then that's
1: like food play, you know, oh, yeah. Lunch play, and you know, <laughs> splashing. Um. And there's another thing I discovered about the other day where you can—I can't remember what it's called—but it's where you can spit out your spit glands, your saliva glands. Yeah, you you bite your tongue, and then you put your tongue to the roof of the mouth, and apparently you can spit like a snake out of your saliva glands.
0: Oh, I do that Doesn't sometimes. It? I do that sometimes, but it's not consciously. All of a sudden, it's like. Pfft.
1: So I can. not <laughs> okay. if you do want that. to be I a sexy snake, be a good. sexy snake. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I'll probably have a play with you, probably because I'd be—I would be really intrigued. Um, and and that's it. With with what we always call the second closet with coming out oh, yeah. because you've got coming out as gay and then coming out as a kinky person. Definitely the second closet. Now I've been really lucky in the sense that I've always been very open about it. Always. The reason why is because I came out quite late. So my mental strategy was I can't feel shamed anymore because if I feel shame, which I did before I came out, mm. I want to enjoy life. So it was about, okay, this is who I am and what I do. But then actually coming out as kinky was a complete mistake um, because I ordered a load of gear off of Nasty Pig other rep- reputable retailers are available. Um, and that was when delivered. they still did uh, fetish gear and not muscle tops. Oh, yeah, it's just muscle, to- muscle tops now. Um, they, they're machines and stuff, quite interesting. Um, but I had it delivered to my house, my parents' house by mistake. Oops. And my dad opened it. <sighs> and my mum called me in hysterical laughter going... You've really embarrassed your father. But they were fine with it. Because they're like, well, we well, we we always knew A you were gay and we always knew you were kind of kinky as well because you're always very much into anything tight and shiny. And that's you like idea. anything tight and shiny, it's great. Yeah, anything tight and shiny it's like, yeah, all right, let's have a go. Um and that very much started with comics. Uh then that grew into lycra. And then from Lycra into neoprene when I did sailing at school. And then I discovered rubber through an advertisement in a Sunday newspaper. Right in the back pages for some Bermuda shorts in latex. And that's how mm-hmm. I discovered it. Because uh, again, showing my age, the internet, you know, I don't even know, to, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have, and, and you're not that much older than me. We, I feel like Arjun kind of have our foot in both camps. We remember a world without the internet and then we remember now. Um, yes. We remember dialogue. Yay. Uh, I, I couldn't have, like, if you'd asked me in um, in the late 90s, if this would ever be possible, I mm. would have said no. Um, yeah, I once, when I was a kid, went to a, a museum for electric Electric items, and they were like they had like two like cameras on either side where you could see each other, and it was like, "This is the future. We're gonna be." Yeah, able to do
1: blah, blah, blah. it's like, yeah, bullshit. We're not gonna be able to do that. Well, yeah, and that and that's the point, you know. That's that's why there's that old adage: with every new technology, the first industry that will take it up is the sex industry. You know. Oh yeah, they they make everything more. Betamax maps. Yeah. DVD, Blu-ray, online streaming—you yeah. know—the sex industry will find a way first, which is really interesting.
0: If if uh, you want if you want a media a media to work and and still be used, make sure the porn industry is on board. If you don't get
1: them on board, it'll go into obscurity. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. So again, with. The current generation growing up, and again, all these Instagram stars and everything like that—they can gain that porn like that. Yeah. So again, it's the comparisons to seeing porn stars all the time, and the logic of a porn star. What it was in the early two thousands, where you had to be working on DVDs and pay view services. Yeah. That's long gone. That's long gone. Anyone now, and then OnlyFans started, and we all know what happened with OnlyFans. You know, anyone could be a porn star. Oh, girl,
0: mm. we, we're not so sure about them anymore. But what can we do? They kind of like heard the the, 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 the drama, I guess, and pulled back. But still, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's left everyone with a very bad taste in their mouths. Mm.
1: But th- but that's the point. Now mm. that's got. <clears throat> impact on people's mental health. Oh, I should look like that. I should have a six pack that way. So people get anorexia and bulimia and end up just with skinny people abs or they end up taking tons of testosterone uh, to build them up to be, you know, a muscle daddy or a muscle top or muscle pig, you know, that has become very fashionable lately. Um, So again, it's all these entryways to really impacting people's mental health. And again, what you see, like we said before, what you see online is not real no. uh, at all. It's posed, it's rehearsed, it's practiced. And as well as that, that people are projecting just an image they want you to see. So again, don't. that's why I haven't posted any pictures online of myself in gear for at least two years. I, I haven't felt the need to um why because i was inside and i was by myself and for me rubber is not a thing i get off from wearing alone no i'm i'm the same i i'm also really fucking
0: lazy um i am i'm 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 loving doing this and i have this on but i'm doing a rupaul yeah I don't have leather jeans on at the moment, but you can't see that. So, but I've just said it, but never mind. Ignore what I just said, Uh, but yeah. That's why I'm in a
1: surf suit. That's why I I have, like in all my wardrobes behind me, that's full of gear. Yeah, yeah. But I prefer full suits and surf suits and things. Why? Because I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. I don't like separates because you're always like adjusting yourself. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know. It's it's easiness. It's easiness. So again, but I'm very privileged and lucky that I can have all that gear and do it. But then people are like, you don't take pictures in it. It's like, do I need to? It's
0: it's it's kind of become the norm. If you don't have an Instagram for your gear or an OnlyFans where you do something suggestive or full blown porn it's all of a sudden you're not doing fetish right. I'm not, of course, I'm not criticizing anyone who does that.
1: No, I'm not either. You really want to do that, of course. Because they're ex- so exhi- exhibitionists, you yeah. know. Being an exhibitionist is, is old as the cows.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it's forever. I'm not an exhibitionist. I'm a fetishist. There's a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I like the tactility. I like to be in gear with someone um, on my own. No, people are like, oh, do you like, you know, rubber up and wank at home? I'm like, no, um, because I'm on my own, so it it's taken the mystique away from it. Um, because for me, it is about so- socializing in gear is fine. I don't care about that. That's fine. Yeah, because um, you get to see other people in it as well and appreciate, you know, everyone else. That's great. Um, but then sex in it, no. And again, that messed with my mental health for years. I would never confess that to anyone. Everyone knew, but I would never admit to that. But now I've come out of lockdown and I'm feeling more secure in myself as a person, seeing all the other body types. And this is really, really important. All the other body types being appreciated in rubber Mm. because the kink community has a real horrible, nasty habit Especially the most the follow the people with the most followers, the people who are chosen for ad campaigns and things like that. Now I put my hand up. I've done it. You know, I, I've I've been in a couple. Um, but the whole body positivity is really really important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Because everyone's been sat at home, predominantly eating <laughs> because yes. you've been bored. Myself included. Myself included. And I was told by my doctor, oh my God, you're horrifically overweight. We're going to put you on emergency weightless pills. And I'm like, are you insane? You know by my records that I used to suffer with anorexia really badly. And my relationship with food is bad, mm. but I get through it, but I, I eat my emotions. That's how I I stress eat. Yeah. And I shouldn't. Why? Because I stress eat, well, it's better than that than having a beer, having a scotch, having a whiskey, you know, it's better than that. And they're like, oh, but it's still bad. It's like, well, then I can't win. Yeah. But only because I knew myself and knew about my mental health and how to handle it, I was devastated afterwards. And, a, and one of my best friends, and you know who I'm talking about, who's really big on pos- body positivity, was yes. he was horrified when he saw it. He wanted to complain to the doctor because he's like, you can't do that to people because and yeah he was absolutely right so again just what i always try to tell anyone is if you're feeling down if you're feeling you know not right there again that's the gay brain that's the gay brain oh you're not normal because you're gay oh you're not normal because you like kink mm. there's no such thing as normal normal comes from the term of average you're not average. Wait, definitely You're, not average. Who wants to be average? Um, and again, that's the average. But then it's like, oh, but then it's the average on the kink community. You know, certain fetish competitions and contests, and you know what contests I'm talking about, all the competitors could be brothers. Well, they look identical. You know, white, a shaved head, scruffy mm-hmm. beard, septum, and then they all just stood there. Yeah. You know, um again, I'm not putting any critiques on the competitions or anything like that. I'm not. But again, it's if you don't look like that, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It's 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 that standard fetish mould,
0: especially around like with Leverman, Oh, I'm, I'm i I will I will admit that I am probably the stereotype when it comes right. to this, but I'm also one of those persons, people that don't subscribe to the whole thing of a leather man can definitely not smile. A leather man can't have a bit of a laugh and a giggle. And I don't have to stand around looking like I have to have a shit all the time. I, I, yeah. it's, it's, ugh, I just get tired of, um, of course, I, I, if I'm in a certain scene and a certain type of play, I, I'll have a certain type of persona. But I'm also like, I couldn't care the fucking less about what you want me to be when I'm in a bar. And I've, I've had that in the past where people write to me, it's like, oh, well, you look really hot. but well, you're too feminine. Ugh. I don't see myself I'm either feminine or masculine, I'm just me. Um, but he'd apparently seen me at a moment where I might, may have been giggling with the girls and in fetish gear and so on. And that's perfectly fine. But because I'm in full leather, I'm not allowed to do that. And I yeah. like, you know what? Stick it up your bum and go away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, again, it's that, it's that Tom, of, especially with the leather scene, is that Tom of Finland stereotype. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is what drives people mad on, on the gay scene stereotypes are stereotypes, or any scene, really. Oh, yeah. A stereotype's a stereotype for a reason. Um, you may not like it. You know, based there for a reason. Like, there's this new show on Netflix called Q Force.
0: Oh, I love it!
1: I've I, it. I really love it. But gay people, like, I found it really offensive because there was well, like a feminine twink—all uh, well, the feminine I twinks say, out there. You're saying that's say, bad. I would say this show wouldn't
0: have worked if it wasn't made by gay people for gay people. If Correct. it had been written by a group of straight white men, I would have been horribly. By offended. committee, yeah, exactly. That's okay. when
1: it becomes dangerous.
0: Yeah, But because it's written by gay people poking fun at, and it, the cast is gay. It's, it's literally just Jack and Wanda Sykes and all these great lesbian and gay and non-binary people, uh, mm-hmm. trans people doing the voices. And it's yeah. great.
1: It's fantastic. And, and again, it's, it, goes, it goes back to this whole, you know, there's a, there's a song by Rina Sarayama uh, called uh, Excess. And it's a really good bop. It's a really good boppy tune. Um, but there's a lyric in it, which is which she says, make me feel less, so I want more. And that can apply to everything and everyone. Mm. And a lot of the time, what, you're, you're online, you're being pumped with these images of okay, you need to look like this, you need to act like this porn star, you need to be able to take a dick like this porn star, you need to have a dick like this porn star, you need to have this body like this porn star, and then apply that to every subcategory, so like pups, uh, drone, mm. you know, race, everything. And then people start freaking out, going, Oh my god, I'm not I'm not normal, I'm not the average. Well there's no such thing. at all so again it pushes you down those 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 really dangerous dangerous paths and, and you shouldn't do that no. no i've um
0: i will say it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you and I, we are actually coming to the end of our talk. oh yes I see. yes it, the hour went past and Achoo. i knew i knew it would because yeah you you're good at talking so that's good <laughs> <laughs> Um is there if anyone's watched this and they've related to something you said or they want to contact you, is there anywhere they can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, there is. So um on on this link, it'll be linked to my uh Instagram feed, which is Robert Arch, which is the same uh, profile I use for recon as well. So yeah, please feel free to drop me a message. I'm more, and again, if you're having a bad day, if you just wanna talk. If, you know, you just want some advice, you know, what tips I use on a, on a day-to-day basis to keep me going. And I will be honest, I have good days and bad days like anyone else. And that's normal. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, always just reach out. And that's the important thing for anyone, even if it's not me. If it's your friend, it's your best friend, it's your doctor, doesn't matter. Always reach out. Yeah, it's, it's so important to reach out and to talk about
0: it. That's the main thing. We need to talk more about mental health and why it's important. We need to talk more about it on the king scene as well. We do. We really do. Thank you for coming on, Liam, and being so open and honest with me. Especially this being on live and broadcast to the world. So I'm I'm very Mm. happy people do that. Yeah, that's fine. Brilliant. Thank you very much for coming on. You're welcome. Bye bye thank you for Liam coming on and talking with me about mental health and all sorts of in between it's been absolutely a pleasure to talk to him about all this uh, now there will be a short break, I will be back in October, mid-October because I am going on holiday so um, I'll see you in mid-October for the next episode um, so play safe be kind to each other and if you need it Reach out. It's so important. So, see you soon.